Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh, wish I had one more USB port on my Mac. Just don't have enough to put everything in. <laughs> so annoying because I've got my keyboard here for work and I always start typing on it whenever we do the show. And then it doesn't work and I feel stupid because I do it every week without fail. You don't have an adapter that could just create more. I don't. I have thought about it. Um, but... Right. I haven't really caught much going on this week. No, it's been it's been a quiet week, man. It's been oh, a quiet okay. me That's week. That's probably why. Um, but I'm sure we have a lot to talk about, simply because, you know, yeah, I could bash. We've played a bit of this week. Solid hour. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I can talk about lady bees. Lady bees? Oh, bumblebees. It's gonna be a good episode, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a good one. ADBs aren't. That's not a real bug. Sounds <laughs> sounds bees. sexist. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure there are lady bees. There's queen bee. You can call me. Queen I suppose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I'll tell you what. Actually, I just remembered. Uh, yeah, if you can turn the jingle down by about twenty. Well, I haven't turned it down by 20. It was at like 11% and I turned it down to like 5%. So I've like half. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Turn it down by 20. Fucking come on, man. You're not the producer. Oh, sorry. Just, I... just, just, just fling random numbers at me. 20%? <laughs> Fucking idiot. All right. Let me just post, uh, post to socials. Yeah. Look at this though. Straight into the show. No technical problems. I know, right? Everything's gonna be fine. Yeah. Everything is going to be fine. Well, I mean last week was just weird because I switched laptops and now now everything is up on the laptop. Um as it should yeah. be. Um so yeah, just put up and go. Should be a nice efficient episode if you guys are coming for efficiency <laughs> you're in the right place yeah. put us on times two talking speed you know we will we will be yeah. in and out so fast i'm sure people do <laughs> I'm sure people put us on mute and just look at us for our handsome faces as well yeah i mean i wouldn't blame them yeah you are you are the chris chris hensworth of the uh of the group i yeah and you're like the uh, Elijah Wood. <laughs> uh, wait, Elijah Woods—he's he's pretty good, man. He's a bit—he's a bit buggy, isn't he? Yeah, he's a, a buggy person, man. I think. <laughs> well, like, he's like you know—he's like a Frodo, but I think he looks a bit buggy. <laughs> his eyes are a bit big, pop out of his head. 
we do you look like? You do look like a celebrity. Yeah, we've talked about this. Who was it? We have. We definitely have. Have we? I don't know. I mean, just to clarify, though, I'm I'm not Chris. Chris, I'm not even close to Chris. Yeah, you are. <laughs> just from the from the from the neck upwards. <laughs> neck upwards. Yo, I still take that because yeah. he's he's a very handsome man, regardless of his of his physique, which is awesome. Of his, of his godly physique, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking glorious. Uh, yeah. fucking hell. I I mean, I guess we just, I guess we just go. Yeah, yeah, we just start. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just wait for people okay. to here. We're not that popular yet, mate. That's true. Um, One of these days. Yeah. All right. I'll uh, I'll start jingling. You can get it going. Yeah, let's let's bloody well do it, mate. Let's bloody well do it. We are we are jingling. Okay. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Wherever good day are. to you, everyone. This is Quick Resume episode seventy-one, uh, where we talk about all sorts of gaming stuff, Xbox related, not Xbox related, whatever you want, really. You'll find it right here on this podcast. Um, my name is is Deck. And joining me is my good friend. Uh, his good friend, Tim. Hello, mm-hmm. I'm Tim. Hello. And uh, we're going to be here for the next hour and a half, if you want to hop in the chat and, and have a chat to us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a really quiet week. It's been a really quiet week for gaming. It's been an incredibly busy week for me, so I'm like a little bit frazzled. Because the thing is, I the problem is I coped with it yesterday by having beer and rum. Mm-hmm. So now it, it feels like my brain stem has withered away oh yeah of course. And that's that'll, pro- that'll do that. yeah yeah i saw yeah, um, so. i saw a chat was popping off last night so what uh, what was the uh what was the lads game of choice last night in my absence when i wasn't around <laughs> mm-hmm. it was i mean i'm glad you asked because i, I was gonna bring this up it was spider heck spider heck oh yes yeah yeah i've been asked to play that i mean <laughs> to be fair when they did ask me to play it we didn't even have like a full room before it was just like three of us and it was like already like one in the morning so i didn't end up doing it um but yeah yeah i've heard it's i've heard it's fun yeah yeah colloquially known as spiders with lightsabers uh it's 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 very good i have to admit it is it's a good old time yeah you you swing around with your webs you have lightsabers you have like shotguns you know there are like trip mines and you're just jumping around trying to kill each other um it in my opinion, it's the better tiny animal-based combat game versus, you know, versus worms, which is shit. Yeah. It kind of reminds shit, me of, like, shit, that shit. Neopog <laughs> game that was around with the stick figure, the stick men, and you used to battle. Neopog? Yeah, it was called, like, Nidhogg. Uh, we didn't play it much, but it was... It was I, I don't think we played it at all, but it was, like, everywhere. Like, online and stuff. Was it on Xbox? Or was it just um, on PC? It might have just been on Steam. Um, but it's basically mm. the same principle, but you, you play a stick, man. Um, it was a good time. Yeah. It's a good time. It's chaos. You can throw your sabers out. You can call them back like a Jedi. Oh, wow. um, stupid. A lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it definitely does look fun. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. Um, and then we went and then we went to Rocket League and mate, I, I popped off, not gonna lie to you. I, I was at my best. Clearly oh, yeah. rum does something 
to my to my brain and my body, which makes me good at Rocket League, which is yeah. As you just float in real life from the drunkenness, you can float and fly better. Exactly, it, it makes sense. I lever. I levitate just a few centimeters off my sofa. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> just a few, no more. I don't out. want to use all my powers. Up. <laughs> nice. It's what you guys um, are like playing so jads, yeah. or you do so. private matches for for Rocket League. Um, we did a bit of both, and we should clarify just to, to the listeners when we say chads, <laughs> that's four v four because <laughs> that's. It's chaos mode, but for some, like ages ago, I misread it as chads, and I was like, "Why is it called chads?" So now we call four v four chads. Chads instead of chaos. You got to be chads to play it yeah. as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, all good stuff, man. So enough about us. Tell us about you. What's enough your game about brain us. Been up to? Tell us about you. Us, <laughs> yeah, us as in how us, many personalities in do you have? <laughs> I'm not talking to Tim A anymore. I would. I'd like to talk to Tim B. Um, come out. <laughs> all right. Okay. Tim. Tim B's coming out. Um, Tim yeah, G, I it's, guess. It's it's been a pretty pretty normal week for me, to be honest. Um, nothing too crazy. I did uh, I did spend the entirety of Thursday um, moving house for my brother, and I, I, yeah, shit, you not man. Like, oh my god, I'm I'm still achy today. It happened on Thursday. Like, oh my god, so much lifting. Like, all the wardrobes and beds and sofas and all that kind of stuff. You know, getting those upstairs. And he's got, like, stairs that turn. Um, So you go up and there's, like, a landing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, shit, man. Getting, like, giant wardrobes, like, up there. That was that was rough. That was real rough. It's rough. Yeah. And the, did you have to get any, um, like, anything any machinery up there like a washing machine like i'm assuming it's a two-floor place they're moving into yeah yeah, it's a two-floor place no no we don't need to get so any, probably like, not. um washing machine or anything like that in um but like sofas and stuff like yeah, that oh yeah and it was just so much lifting dude even just like just the massive boxes and stuff it's just so heavy when it's filled with like kitchenware and stuff like that um yeah it was mental dude i was proper sweating buckets and it was cold and i was sweating like it's just yeah yeah um, I, I hope you were using your knees. Oh yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, my back. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you turned up to the podcast today, and you're like, yeah, yeah. You've got crooked back. I've I've learned my lesson not not to lift with your back. Um, yeah, that that shit's rough. If you don't lift properly the next day, it is nasty. So, um, yeah, my legs and my arms were just killing me, really. Um, uh, but yeah, that was really everything exciting that happened in my personal life um this week gaming wise uh you know we'd, we we were just i mean we kind of have been just mainly just playing grounded right um and i guess grounded is going to come up yeah. in our honorable mentions we might as well talk about it now um sounds good yeah and and just before we get into that by the way there is a plumber just outside doing work uh on the bathroom yeah, All so right. if you do hear some noise i do apologize but Plumber's got to do what plumber's got to do. So, you know, he's got to do. Exactly. We, need, we need plumbing, but we we can ex- we can expect that he'll plumb the Ethernet cable out of the router. Oh, of course, yes. a- oops. Yeah, very natural. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The router is plugged in next to the toilet and shower. So, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So we were playing tons of grounded. Um, obviously, grounded got its full release on. Was it on Tuesday last week? 
Uh, I think it was, you know. I think it was. Yeah, normally things drop on Tuesday. I think it was. Um, so, yeah, we've been playing that loads. Um, and that's been really fun. Um, you know, it's it's been... Uh, I've, I've never been, like, massive on the sort of survival games. Like, even Minecraft included and stuff like that. I've always been that person where I can play it for a little bit and have fun. And then I just... I, I just slowly lose interest. Uh, that hasn't happened yet, but I just slowly lose interest and just start to just grief. <laughs> I'm, I'm one of those people. Um, just to find entertainment. That's right. Where's um, our base? Why is there a crater where my base used to be? Yeah. Oh, no. no. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. But I haven't reached that yet. But, um, <laughs> that's been great fun. And uh, and the game's been met with really good reception, um, as it has throughout its entire preview. But like the full the full launch, um, as well, seems to be going pretty well yes. critically. So, what do you what do you think of Grounded Deck? Yes, yeah, I think it's very good. I think it's very good. Um, it's it's currently sitting on an eighty four on Open Critic, which is just you know I think it's brilliant. Um, obviously, the game's been in preview program early access whatever for for like two years now mm. um and we know it's obsidian's team which is like 20 people or less it started with like four or five people and there's just could be built upwards from there and um i suppose before we actually start speaking about the um the game itself because this is a first part release like let's it, yeah. it, it feels a bit it feels a bit weird to say that because it has been out for a while but this is a full 1.0 first party xbox release um and it's been received really well which is great and there are lots of people now jumping into the game that haven't really heard of this game before mm-hmm. um, because it's like it's popped into Game Pass, I suppose. And a lot of people who, you know, that's gained a lot of traction. And so people are looking at it there. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I, I think it. My, my point is more that um, it, it speaks to, I think, the the culture, if that's the right word, that, that Xbox is sort of trying to cultivate around its studios. Yeah, sure. You can make a three per. You know, you can have five people to go and make a game about being fucking bugs. No, being tiny, like but you know, being the size of bugs, and have been a survival game. And yeah, two years later, that's a full game. That's a full game that scored eighty four on Open Critic. You know, that's um, yeah, that's in the top the top end of um, you know, like the top percentages, the top percentiles, really, in in terms of meta aggregate reviews. So yeah, really yeah. good. Um, I'm really ha- really happy for the team. We know it's Obsidian just do good stuff man they just do good stuff yeah they do. um and i think coming back around to what you were saying before about um survival games uh because uh, it just reminded me when we used to play minecraft um and we would hit that point of kind of fatigue i think yeah um usually i think the reason is because a lot of these survival games start to lose direction like they just have the progression just becomes get to the next tier of like uh material and that's it upgrade your axe to a stone axe upgrade your stone axe to a metal axe upgrade your and it's just kind of that a bit like past a certain point and that i think starts to get tedious eventually um but what i have seen people mention uh which i think is a really good point is that grounded actually has an end of course, you can keep playing after that end, but you you have an objective, and I think that's actually quite a unique thing for a survival game. Like you go, the objective is to get all the chips. Like they're scattered around the garden, get all the chips, and you'll get the ending. And mm. I think that's a good motivator for people to keep playing rather than to just be like, 
guess I've just got to keep upgrading my base and going out and killing more ladybugs, you know. Yeah. Um, other than me, like, watching Tim get a pet dog in game and then burying that dog <laughs> so that he can't find it when he comes back to base. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. There's there's definitely more more to this game, um, I think, personally. Yeah. <laughs> um, it than than minecraft which is crazy to say because minecraft is massive but i just feel like just in terms of just the things you can build and stuff like that like i've never seen some of this stuff in survival games before um yeah it's 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 all very unique and and quite cool um and you know it's like it's there's like i mean minecraft has it as well with like the enchantments and stuff like that and all the weapons but like the rpg mm. element on the weapons to just build something that has like poison or an armor set that's better at blocking or a, you know all this sort of stuff um it's just really cool um it, it just it just adds to the whole you know it not fatiguing as fast um although i you know i do think um i'm gonna hit that stage at some point um because as much as like I have been enjoying it all week and playing it all week, I've never been quite like, oh shit, let's clock off work, let's get on to grounded, I'm fucking pumped, we're going to play this for like six hours. Um, I'll go on it, but I've never been like ecstatic to just boot it up and just be like, let's let's fucking go. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, it, it, it's probably like a solid like, yeah, I probably agree with the reviews, it's probably like a solid eight for me right now, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah for sure I, I've definitely been enjoying it um, as something that a lot like four of our friends can kind of play together and I think they've done a good job with like kind of the hosting like the saves you just share your saves with people and you can ever anyone can just boot into it anytime I think that really reduces the friction that some of these survival games have where it's like oh we need to wait for person X to be online to open the world sort of thing yeah. Um but definitely speaking to what you were saying before, I think like the sheer creativity of it all definitely keeps it fresh. Like I'm with you there. And, and like there, there are some things, there's a lot of very cool systems and mechanics in there. Like there's like a full on RPG system, like Skyrim. It's like, it's like Skyrim bug edition, like to yeah. a degree, like survival bug edition. You know, you get mutations, which are essentially skills, which happen organically, you know, via you, you hit a threshold on a certain thing that you've done, you know, like an invisible threshold. Yeah. Like build like, a thousand items or, like run 100 we, miles yeah like when we centimeters that that fucking ant's nest that had like 500 ants in it and we just slaughtered so many yeah. we've got a mutation that allows us to do more damage to ants so you know done yeah and you've got you've got that your mutations which you can pick two of to start with and then you can upgrade that to pick more so that's you kind of have your build and you can have different people in the world having different like roles and classes which is very cool for a survival game hmm. um and then you can find teeth like molars, can't you? Like teeth around the place which you smash open and that and you can put points in directly from that. Mm. Um and then there's the equipment as well, which is like gotta be the funniest part. Again, like speaks to the creativity. Like I <laughs> like you kill bees, you get a bee stinger, and then you can make a sti- uh, you know, a spear out of a bee stinger. What does it do? It stuns people like bugs. Of course it does. You yeah. kill a mosquito, you get a mosquito needle, you turn it into like a rapier. What does it do? It has a life steal. Uh, of course it has a life steal. Like it's yeah. just it's ridiculous, but it, it makes sense. It like it's like they had all of these uh things on a whiteboard that they wanted out of a uh like an RPG style game 
And then they were like, okay, how can we make this work with bugs? Yep, bees do stun, mosquitoes do lifesteal. Uh, mm. You know, um, spiciness does does fire damage, you know, like chilies. It's just ridiculous. And it would just it, like, every time we find something new like that, I just find myself giggling, like how, how? <laughs> like, yeah. It's just so funny. Yeah, it kind of just works. And you can kind of just picture it all yourself as well. Like when I see those like fireflies and like torch bugs and stuff like that, I'm thinking like, oh, like maybe we could like make like a, like a flashbang with those or something like that you know you can kind of start to piece yeah. it together yourself and like kind of predict it a little bit which is just cool yeah agreed well i i, it, it, I think it really does speak to like kind of the cohesiveness of the world design as well like um if you want something and you think using your real brain not your gamer brain you can probably figure out how to get that thing but if yeah. you're like, oh, I need spiders. Where in the map are we going to find spiders? You think about it, like moist, dark places. Let's wait till night. Let's go to somewhere like maybe at the bottom of a hedge or like, like at the base of a tree. Yes, that will make sense. You will find those yeah. things there. Um, uh, where will we find mosquitoes? By the water? Yeah, we'll find mosquitoes. Like, all of that just makes sense. Um, and so I think it's just very clever. I have... I, I have very few big complaints about Grounded. That's the thing. It, it, it all works with like the actual systems in the game works really well. There's like a couple of bugs, the, the technical bugs, the bad type yeah. <laughs> here and there. There's like a little bit of occasional jankiness. Um, some lag sometimes. Server but nothing. Lag. Yeah. Um, some, but I think that's occasional like server when, like rubber like, banding. I think that just happens when servers like refresh or like transition a little bit. So, sort of similar to how like Sea of Thieves does it. But then obviously it's not like a. Yeah. It's not like a shared world, though. You're not playing with other randoms. But I just think it's just something the server does every set amount of time, maybe. Because it really doesn't happen often. But you just get, like, you get some pretty bad rubber banding sometimes. Like, for, like, a solid, like, 30 seconds, you just can't get in your house. It just keeps throwing you back out. Um, and then and yeah. then it goes. But, yeah. Yeah, it's... Um... <laughs> But overall, yeah, I think it's it's very good. I'm definitely I, I'd probably be putting it in the similar range to the reviews. I think I think maybe I'd I'd consider it like an eight point five, um, because I know there's so much more. Like there's it's it's so content packed. Like the I'm not joking when I thought that the world was kind of similar to Elden Ring, in the sense that I was like I realized there's a zoom out button which is on Y for some reason. So weird. Anyway, I did that and I was like the world just kept going and I was like I can't believe we've only explored this little bit. Yeah. Um, like in terms of what we've explored in our world, we've I think we've only looked at like thirty percent. Really, it's massive. Yeah, and like I've seen a lot of reviews and people saying that they played the game for like sixty hours and they're still finding new new enemies, new biomes, and it's like that. <clears throat> that's just very cool. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think yeah, it I think it's a lot of fun, and more than anything, I'm glad we got we got a chance to have like a good crack at it and get some friends on that have otherwise just been talking shit about the game for you know the last two years because it looks like a silly game but it's not it's like a fairly hardcore survival game wrapped in a silly aesthetic that doesn't take itself seriously yeah um, yeah exactly yeah no i agree yeah the the combat's very kind of like <clears throat> the combat's pretty clean as well like it's 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 not bad yeah um you know there are some fights which annoy i stand by the fact that i hate fighting bees like i think fighting bees is just <laughs> shit in that game you just look up and swing and like hope you hit it and you're like jumping and i just don't like it at all so there is some jankiness involved but like low-key like the combat's like as good as like skyrim <laughs> you know it's basically skyrim yeah um so yeah no it's decent it's 
get yourself a shield you can block you can parry there's like an armor set which is like increased damage after blocking the yeah. ladybug set which you've got is like increased blocking like uh you know resistance and stuff like that so that, you know you can have all these builds so it's it's funny that yeah it's it's just funny that it like on the surface it looks like a silly baby survival game but mm. I, I it's really not like i don't think i could give this game to a new player like someone who doesn't game much like my wife i don't think i could just give this to her and like, i think she'd struggle like i don't think the game's easy yeah <laughs> I mean, obviously you can wipe the difficulty down and stuff like that but um it's been a really good time um i i wholeheartedly recommend it and I, i'm really glad the team got to kind of see this vision through to the end um they clearly yeah. hopefully they're going to keep supporting it um because this is one of, i think this is one of the best survival games out there at the moment to be honest um i can't think of a direct competitor um aside from minecraft yeah i mean it yeah, I, I guess aside from Minecraft, um, I mean PC has like Rust but, and Daisy and all that sort of stuff, which are which are pretty popular, I, I think still. But yeah, I, I suppose. I, I guess in my head, um, you know, mm -hmm. all those there are competitors. Yeah. <coughs> Definitely, yeah, without doubt, there are competitors. Um, I think. I guess maybe I should rephrase that. I think Grounded stands toe to toe with with them. Um, so. Yeah, uh, I think that's great. Uh, I guess the shared world survival ones kind of in my head sitting as a slightly different genre. But I don't know. Yeah, yeah, like, like Ark, so. Rust, is Conan is Conan shared world? Uh, Conan Exiles. I don't actually know. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm not actually sure. I don't think it is. No, I think it is actually. So yeah, yeah, but. Yeah, that's grounded, no doubt. Stands toe to toe with some of the best survival games out there. If you like that aesthetic, it's very novel, it's very creative, it's very funny. Um, like I said, I, I I more laugh at the kind of dialogue and the creativity of it. I, I still can't get over that I'm using a a mosquito rapier that gives me life steal. Like it just makes me laugh every time. Um it's great. But overall, yeah, we're both we're both we're both very impressed. Um and I think that's a it's a good it in a dry 2022, I think it's good that um the Microsoft Obsidian and X, you know, managed, managed to get this out the door. So yeah, big big ups to the team. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's definitely good that it, it it got past the finish line and uh, yeah, and they got praise for it. You know, it's good. It although it does remind me of a certain tweet from a certain journalist from a certain very oh, big yeah, outlet. I remember this? Yeah, why don't they just <laughs> stop working on? Um, games like uh yeah like grounded and put more work into uh avowed wasn't it he said yeah it was about yeah get, get them off that and get them on avowed and elder scrolls so that they come out sooner um and <laughs> i'm not going to go on a witch hunt for people who don't know who said that um but it's uh it's, it's, a, it's a it's a journalist i otherwise like and i'm really surprised he hasn't like maybe he did delete the tweet or maybe he has since condemned his own tweet but it was like it's such a weird thing to say especially now that we're finally at the finish line and it's been received as well as it has um yeah mm. a bit sus well i say yeah it's a bit sus personally but yeah <laughs> i, I say, can't control. bring me his head yeah. i can't control our audience get him yeah that's okay all right well we've got a couple of people in the chat good morning everyone yeah, hi christopher hi, hi timmer hi joaquin hope you're all doing good today been a fairly quiet week i'm sure you'll agree so if you've got anything uh that you want us to talk about get it in the chat um 
I wanted to touch on October, Tim. October is finally, things are happening now. It's been dry for the last six months, really, um, mm. with the occasional thing here and there, uh, at least on the, you know, the Xbox side of things. Uh, but now, this month, we've got Marauders, Medieval Dynasty, Coral Island, Evil, Scorn, Dyson Sphere, Dyson Sphere Program, sorry, uh, A Plague's Tale Requiem, Norco, Persona 5 Royale, Signalis, Gunfire Reborn, and The Legend of Tianding. That's all happening this month. Um, obviously, the, the premier things being there really are Scorn, Plague Tale, yeah. uh, Persona, and Gunfire Reborn, maybe? Maybe that's just me. I've just got my eyes more on that one. Yeah, that looks good. That's that animal one, isn't it? Like, roguelike. The rogue, the multiplayer roguelike, yeah. Yeah, that that looks good. I didn't realise that was this month, actually. That's, that's kind of hype. Pretty excited. Last day of the month on Halloween. Nice. Nice. Um, um, so, yeah, things are happening now. And then we'll move into, into November, uh, where we've got Pentiment, I feel like something else is happening in November as well. December, hopefully, at the end of it, we'll see. Hopefully, we'll have um, Dark Tide. Why am I Dark Tide that got yeah. pushed back to December for PC, and then they said it will come shortly after to consoles. Hopefully, that's still December, but you know, remains to be seen. I think it'll be pushed into early twenty three. Yeah, but... if it's if it was pushed to December for PC, they're not gonna, and they said later for consoles, it it won't be December for consoles as well. It'll be at least a month, at least. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So we'll see. It, it can be added to the 365 games for next year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, which is a real shame because as much as I want to play Dark Tide, there are some there are some bigger hitters next year than than um than Dark Tide, um, and I think that would have been a perfect game to play towards the back end of this year. Um, so absolutely perfect. It's 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 a shame, but I'm sure we'll still find time for it. Um, but yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, and then, of course, we've got um, <clears throat> we've got Overwatch coming out next Tuesday as well. Um, Overwatch Two, um, which is the, the the marketing campaign has picked up. There's been launch trailers. Uh, Overwatch, the, you know, the, the Twitter account has been dropping information, which for the most part has been met with mixed reception um, because uh, it's the, it's, <laughs> like the, the it's the normal <laughs> pissy stuff, isn't it? People are getting right. pissed off about with the free to play shit. Oh, twenty dollars for a skin. It's just like, okay, we've, we've been down this road. We've done this. <laughs> every every free to play title does it. Simmer down. You don't have to buy yeah. it. But the two the two big things I've seen, which have been a bit silly, I, I think. Well, maybe not. But the first thing is um, that the game requires you to put in an SMS number, like SMS. Oh, yeah, they number, record right, all game chat, don't they, or something. Yeah, game Constantly. game chat is being recorded on on the back end, um, and these two things are both for the same reason. Really, it's to reduce toxicity, to reduce cheating, to reduce smurfing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it remains to be seen. I think it's a good idea, but I understand that people feel it's a bit uncomfortable with, with privacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, but I still fall back to this thing when people make these privacy arguments. Do you have a smart home device? Do you have a smartphone? Because you're aware that your smartphone listens to you because you know it adjusts. You know. It adjusts what you see. So yeah. I, I guess, I don't know why this is the, the line that's drawn for some people. I understand that smartphones is kind of all-encompassing and, and maybe that's a requirement for day-to-day life, but I feel like we're already past that point, you know, where yeah, some things I mean, are being recorded for your safety. It's not like the data's being, being used malevolently. And also, hmm. like, yeah, just don't be a dick in game share. I don't know. Like, yeah. <laughs> like do really, really, people really want to say 
like you know offensive slurs in overwatch 2 that badly and it's just a bad look to be upset about this in my in my humble opinion yeah yeah i completely agree it's it's kind of weird the whole privacy thing isn't it because like i'm completely okay with this sort of stuff like you know if if anything when smart devices and even to an extent like what overwatch you're going for you know they these things these devices listening to you and then listening to you and stuff like that like it's it's to make your overall experience better right like it's it, they, yeah. like you said they're not using it um maliciously or anything like that and it's just like you know i don't mind getting like personalized ads like on my phone and stuff like that because uh, maybe it's something i need you know like it's literally personalizing <laughs> it for me you know it's not a big deal i still have the choice to spend my yeah. money on it they're just giving me the little nudge you know like I, yeah. I I don't know. I've always been kind of okay with privacy from that standpoint, yeah. but I know like a lot of people get so yeah, so weird about it. Um, yeah. But it's just there for. It's like why is Amazon? Sake. Why is Amazon recommending me weight loss tablets? Fuck you, man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm a, it, I'm upset. This has done that for you. <laughs> oh dear. No, no. I've actually been offered. <laughs> um, I've been offered muscle and penis reduction tablets <laughs> oh really no way yeah i mean clearly i, think I get the same you know it's nasty. a problem <laughs> it's crazy yeah i also got one for plastic surgery to make me uglier really yeah. wow this yeah. is they really are you know what maybe this is too far i hate i hate overwatch now yeah yeah Overwatch toxic um but yeah, it's the it's it's the same old um thing, isn't it? It's the same old free to play crap. Um, I don't really have an issue with it. And to to be honest, I th- I remember people were quite happy with the Overwatch um battle pass. Like all things considered, I think people were quite happy with the value that was um in that, weren't they? So like, I don't know. Like the battle pass seems good. With value. the what? The 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 battle it's pass. A... The yeah. The the new one. Yeah, Overwatch too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I think people were quite uh, yeah. happy with with that and the value that came from it. So, um, I don't know. You just can't. The, the value isn't everywhere. You're getting value from the game being free to play. So shut up. <laughs> like, come on. Mm. Um, I the so. the other angle to this beyond privacy, like the thing that people were complaining about, is is that um, for new players, um heroes were locked into the the progression the leveling system so not the battle pass but into the leveling system i think um some new characters are being put into the battle pass um i think i can't remember exactly that might just be for new players as well um and that's got people's you know put a bit of a bee in their bonnet because you know the idea is that our new players uh won't have immediate access to all the heroes and therefore they're going to be at immediate disadvantage um it's the same and but all games do that. Yeah, I don't Valorant understand. Does it like Apex? Does it? But even um... yeah, even if we think about games with guns, just Call of Duty Four, right? Everybody yeah. talks about that game like it's the pinnacle of modern gaming. You had to unlock guns. Are you at a disadvantage because you couldn't use, you know, like that gun to a level sniper? twenty-seven? Yeah, uh, right. Yeah. Exactly. So, I I don't personally see it, and I think people kind of are over overestimating how much the counter system works in overwatch um my understanding is that in overwatch 2 they've actually reduced it further so that there aren't 
as many hard counters. And I don't think there were that many hard, hard counters, really, in the first uh, Overwatch. But like Winston to I like think... Genji. That's a hard counter. I don't think it's I don't think it's hard though. I would say it's like a soft counter. He can't do anything. You can still play Genji around Winston. Yeah, I guess. If you're like a cracked ass Genji, but like the fact is, is it just it nullifies so much of his kit. It's kind of crazy. Just, um, just the deflect. But yeah. And it's got good chase, I suppose, but Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. But, it, but yeah. it's, it's what I mean. On on that <clears throat> on that continuum of counters, you know, if it was like zero to ten and ten is hard, I wouldn't I would say most Overwatch counters, even the hardest ones, fall in the maybe five or six range. And then the rest maybe fall in the in the three or four. Um mm. but my understanding is that in Overwatch 2, they've tweaked that, the balancing, etc., to, to make that less so, so that it less feels like a big game of rock, paper, scissors. So yeah. even, even if it was by Overwatch 1 standards, I don't feel like that's a big enough problem to put off new players who only have access to essentially beginner characters. Yeah. And I'll be like Soldier, maybe be um, Cassidy, well, you'll uh, have maybe all, Winston, Ryan. You'll have all the original... Uh, you'll have everything unlocked that was in the original overwatch right or is that still play to unlock like some of them like ash or something like that if you're a returning player if you've played overwatch one okay. you will get access to all of them okay all right i see it's only if you're a new player and you've never touched an overwatch game before um right. okay. that you have to unlock them a little bit um and a lot of people are in it, yeah, having a, having a real, you know, real bad time with that. And I'm like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Mm. You're not, and the thing is, the people complaining about it aren't new players; they're returning players. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, it does come into play with the fact that, like, it, like there is like a game play standpoint from it as well. Like the fact that you might be facing a lot of the same team, and not many like team comps that like spice up the game. You know, like you might just load into a game and be like, oh, well, we're going to be against the same f- the same five we were against the last three games because that's all the characters they have unlocked. You know, it doesn't create that yeah that, that difference um, in matches. Like, am I going to load in? Who, is there going to be a Sombra? Is there going to be a Genji? You know, it's just like you kind of just, mm. you know, at least for the first like few like set set amount of level so you could argue it from that standpoint as well you'll just be facing the same people and it might get a bit stale for a little bit but yeah fair enough i think that's good though i think it's good that generally beginners want to have a restricted do you know what i mean like a limited yeah, experience and learn. then it will ramp yeah, up slowly that's the whole the point yeah yeah Agreed. yeah that's right so yeah i think it's, it's one of those things where it's like the passionate fan base is maybe getting a bit um yeah, like wrapped up in itself and getting angry about things that it really doesn't need to. I mean, we'll see. Um, I'm, you know, I played a bit of the Overwatch 2 beta, whatever it was, uh, a couple months ago, and it felt really good. I can't really speak to the obviously the long term playment because they've reduced it down to 5v5 rather than the 6v6. And the objective there was to stop choke, um, from my understanding, to stop like choke holds going on so long. Where yeah. you just are pinging back and forth down the same choke, trying to get a pick and then trying to push through and or waiting for ults to come up. Quite a bit. And that happened a lot. And it and it was fun. Like it was fun. I still thought that was fun, but I can understand them wanting to make adjustments so that, that it's a bit more of a fluid game. Um so nonetheless, we're both very excited for Overwatch 2, are, are we not? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited now. Like like genuinely. And I yeah, I think a large part of that is just the the new healer that got announced. Like, a, she's like a combat healer, um, Kiriko, and I think <clears> she's just 
right up my alley in terms of like gameplay style and exactly what I want to play. Um, so that just got me really excited. There are loads of characters I want to try though, like um, like all the new ones, like that Junker Queen looks really fun. I don't even know what she does. But she oh, was she was fun. she was awesome. Yeah. She was so fun. Yeah. She had like a lot of damage over time was her thing. Uh, she had like a throwing knife that did dart. Uh, yeah, she was just very yeah. fun. Yeah, so there's there's so many characters to enjoy, and then you know, old ones to return to, like my good old Reinhardt. I was a bit of a Reinhardt <clears throat> main in the first Overwatch. I love me a bit of Reinhardt. So, um, <laughs> yeah, glad. yeah, I'm just yeah, I'm 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 very excited. Um, but yeah, so is is it what like six o'clock on Tuesday? Games Pass is kind of weird in its release times, isn't it? <clears throat> it's not it's not Game Pass. It's just free to play, isn't it? Man? Oh, but yeah, it's coming true. out for us. For us, it's coming out at eight p.m which is, uh, I, I've agreed to play a badminton match on that day, so I'm not going to bother on Tuesday. I'll just, I'll be around I'm for the rest of the week. But, um, shit. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you'll be able to. I think it's a global release. Um, yeah. I hope you're right, because I can play a bit in the day. Um, but yeah. uh, I'm probably not going to bother playing a Tuesday night, but um, I'll be around for the rest of the week and, and the weekend. So. Sweet. All right. Well, that's enough of that. Um, I, I want to move on because I've been neglecting the chat a bit and I've been trying to reply, but we've had um, some interesting stuff here, um, which uh, Timur and Joaquin have been talking about. But um, there, there has been a bit of talk about um, Saudi Arabia, the government of Saudi Arabia, yeah. wanting to buy a publisher, supposedly spending, um, I think it was 15 bill on a publisher. And we don't know what Jesus. publisher that is. And we don't know how far in the process that is, but... They've now realized that they, that you know, gaming's big, game make big money. Yeah. Um, and the question is, who, what publisher could that be that's worth 15? Because it's not things like your EAs, your Ubisoft, too big. Yeah, things like your Capcoms, I think Capcom may, I think Capcom is within that, that bracket, I think. Hmm. I mean, they've got Maybe. some. They've got some biggins. Don't get me wrong, and they've been around for a while. You know, like the Resident Evils and the Monster Hunters, and the, um, they have a couple fighting games as well. Oh no, I forgot. I, I think they would be worth more. Actually, thinking about the IP that they have, I think they would be worth more. Mm. Um, I don't know. Fifteen bills a lot, man. I mean, Bethesda, <sighs> seven. You can argue mm, that Bethesda has some insane yeah. IPs, dude. Um, mm, that is true. I'd say Capcom is w- within that, um, I think. <clears throat> so I suppose, because like, I'm looking here at what else um, the guys uh, guys and girls have said in the chat, um, and Timur has said it may be Embracer Group. Uh, Embracer Group, you oh, know, okay. They're swallowing like up all the tiny studios. Stuff like that, aren't That's they? right. That's right. Uh, they own Gearbox as well, I think. It's one of the big ones. Um, but they've brought up loads of small studios. Ghost Ship Games is another one that stands out. The developers of um, uh, Deep Rock Galactic. Um, they, they, I mean, they have loads. Uh, they've got Tripwire. I think we spoke about this a few weeks back. Tripwire Studios, who made um, Maneater. Maneater, is that what it's called? The Shark Game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Shark Game, so you have to say. Um, and Tim has said that they have a 6.31 billion market cap. So... It would be an overbuy, I guess, you know, uh, about 15 bill. But I think these are all good shouts. And it's just a bit, you know, I, th- I think other people had spoken about how, you know, how this would affect the publisher that they buy. You know, is this going to invoke any censorship at all? Um, mm. And I, I think there's a, a good argument to be made there that Saudi Arabia, but unknown, you know, to censor 
bits and bobs of movies, games, you know, um, yeah. usually on religious grounds. Um, and so there's something to be said about that. So I think, you know, there are some people quite rightfully raising their eyebrow at um, at this sort of purchase um, and say, oh, well, I don't know if I want the next yeah. Resident Evil to oh, not have yeah, any blood. Yeah. yeah, you know, uh, or something like that, not have any decapitations, you know, whatever it is. Um, so it's something that the community i think is just watching at the moment yeah it's quite it's quite interesting um and how they just straight out come out and just be like yeah we're willing to drop 15 bill <laughs> like, it's kind of it's yeah. kind of crazy <laughs> um, all that oil money mate that yeah, oil money they're so. making bank on it at the moment yeah why not you just <laughs> woke up economy, day, I think. Thought, 15 bill i can i can spare that now, Timur has just informed me, right? So ZeniMax was 8.1 million. Ubisoft has a market cap of 3.5. I am shocked. What? 3. Ubisoft 3.5? <laughs> really? Are you missing a zero there by any chance? <laughs> or, or have I just grossly misunderstood this? <laughs> I thought I would have thought Ubisoft was bigger in value than Bethesda. Because they have so many, they, they've got such a big team. And even ZeniMax. Um, What's ZeniMax? 8.1. Yeah, well, that's about what Xbox bought them for, so yeah, it makes sense. It's crazy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but I, I guess I guess I just expected with the amount that Ubisoft put out that their revenue is higher. I mean, I guess their costs are higher as well. I guess maybe their profit isn't as high as I thought they were. Um, and we know they've been on a bit of a critical decline for yeah. five, six, seven, eight years now. And maybe that's actually had a bit of a bleed through onto their revenue more than I thought I had. But yeah, what? Yeah, I love having I love having Timmer in the chat because he just knows. Yeah, it's just he's like just, a wealth he's of just knowledge. A stat machine. He loves it. <laughs> he's um, a stat machine. He is. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> but what um, what's your like sort of gut feeling behind this, or, or or do you not really have one? If you were to make a prediction. Yeah, I don't know, to be honest. Um, I, I, I'm struggling to think of things that fall into that 15 bill range. Like, I, I, It might be like, an, like a mobile publisher. You know, it might be like a, a one of these publishers that just does a lot of yeah. gacha games. It wouldn't surprise me. If somebody who doesn't know anything about gaming is trying it, like, like the government of Saudi Arabia, trying to buy into it, they would just be looking at the numbers and they'll be like, oh, look at these gambling games disguised as, disguised as video games, right? Uh, they're making a lot of consistent cash. Yeah, by them true. so whereas yeah. something like um embracer while there they have a lot of studios a lot of their games are like single player games i i i think like a lot of the studios mm -hmm. that they purchase are like indie or single a or double a studios that make one and done games which is which is great but i don't think that's going to be a consistent performance for someone to uh to buy into yeah uh, who doesn't maybe doesn't know much about the landscape yeah, no, that's fair enough. Yeah, agreed. And this is worth keeping in mind, Tim, because we've actually we have some news about um, Xbox buying a Japanese publisher. So keep your keep your publisher brain turned on. Okay, we'll be coming back to this. Great. Yeah. I wanted to talk to you very briefly about the finals. I did tag you on the uh, on Twitter about this. The finals was a yeah. battle royale game announced this week. Um, that looked like a Battlefield meets Apex Battle Royale. <laughs> yeah, it looked mental. Um, yeah. It did. There's a lot of excitement about this. There's been some 
I, I think it's been played by some outlets and some journalists, and they've said that they were really impressed with what they played. Mm. Uh, the destruction looked off the charts. It, it really reminded me of like kind of what Crackdown 3 should have been. Yeah. Obviously not a Battle Royale first-person shooter, but I mean in terms of the destruction. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had this real next-gen feel to it, and I'm quite excited to see more. Yeah, man. Yeah, I uh, I did watch the trailer. You tagged me in. Um, yeah, man. It looks great. It looks really, really good. And and, and even like just the first person like shooter mechanics, you can definitely see like a lot of like dice DNA in it as well. Just like the way the yes. guns looked and felt, like recoil wise and stuff like that. And I mean, we've never been huge dice gamers, so we've never been like massive on Battlefield. But like. You know, I've always appreciated that they have a pretty, pretty nice um, shooting style to them. Um, but yeah, we just kind of dropped off the uh, the FPS market um, for like realistic shooters like that. Um, I think. Um, but yeah, no, it looks mm-hmm. it looks really really cool, man. Um, this is definitely on my radar. It's not till quite a bit into next year or something, is it? Or it, it hasn't even got a release date or. Yeah, I don't know. They're doing play tests, um, and the trailer they released was an alpha trailer, so it it makes me think that um, yeah, it's it's not till next year at, at least. Um, it's a bit of a weird time to just drop a trailer for it, actually. To be honest, um, I'm surprised they didn't save it for like the game awards at the end of the year or anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, no, it's definitely quite. Um, yeah, it definitely looks. Looks very, very interesting, um, to say, mm. to say the least. Um, is it like, um, does everyone know what kind of battle royale it is? Is it like a three v three? Is it like a go in with squads? You can go in solo. Like, is that any of that been leaked, or is that kind of just? It, it, these are all great questions. I'm, I'm on the website right now, and what it says is, Join the finals, the world-famous free-to-play combat-centered game show. Fight alongside your teammates in virtual arenas that you can alter, exploit, and even destroy. Build your own playstyle in this first-person shooter to win escalating tournaments and lasting fame. So it doesn't really give you that teammates. much. Don't say that. I would expect it's three. I would expect yeah. it's three. But maybe they'll do a four-person mode. Um you know, I think just like Warzone, PUBG, do they have four-person modes? Uh, yes, they do. Yeah, yeah. Well, I definitely know Warzone mm. does. Not sure about PUBG, but I'm pretty sure they both do. Because really, Apex is the only. It's kind of lagging behind a bit in that. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's not lagging behind. I just think they're quite set on the formula they wanted to do. Um, and plus, it's just it's it's unique in that regard, isn't it? The fact that it's only threes threes or twos um and I think yeah but you can i think you can have that. yeah and that's fine i think you can have three as a premier mode but i you know i understand they they did duos because they thought oh that way we can cater for teams of two and teams of four by splitting them up yeah. um but all i know is that me personally i would play the game it would be quite enjoyable to have a four person mode I just um, I also think just because we have a group of four friends uh, yeah yeah I, I I completely agree but I also just think Apex with squads of four would be fucking chaos as well like long with, team with, fights like, yeah. everyone's abilities all coming into play um just eight people fighting is is the smallest fight you'll get which is kind of crazy um yeah 
and yeah, when third parties roll in and fourth parties and stuff like that, which happened all the time, they'll be rolling in with four people. <laughs> that, that, that's going to be yeah. mental, dude. Um, I think that's probably why that they they held off on it as well, just because of the style of game it is. I think it would just become a massive clusterfuck if you were to make squads of four. Um, yeah, and I think that's that's fine though. You know, it's like it's like Rocket League where we'd, we'd call it Chad's. <laughs> It'd be chaos mode. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, that's me personally. I, I think obviously the game is balanced for three players on the team, and that's absolutely fine. Um, but you know, clearly they don't want a four-player mode right now, probably because of population. But um, I feel like the game is doing well enough to accommodate it. But you know, essentially what I'm trying to get at is that I think a lot of these games would benefit from having four-player modes because I know we're not the only group of friends who have this difficulty yeah. where they have four yeah. friends or it's a three-person and they have five. You know, so. Um, We'll have to wait and see, but I imagine it, it is three person as the as the uh, primary mode, the mm -hmm. fi the final so that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd agree. Yeah. Uh, okay, lovely. Uh, and the last honourable mention for this week is that Scorn uh, is getting an earlier uh, earlier release date than was originally planned. It's been moved forward. Mm. Doesn't happen, does it? Um, wow. From October the twenty first to October the fourteenth. Um, you think you'll play scorn i think i'll play scorn yeah i think i'll boot it up especially as i i like to do spooktober um i've already watched <laughs> several horror movies um already um in, in october I, I quite like to just binge the the horror genre um over the course of october um so yeah i think i'll i think i'll give it a go and i'll bring a bucket with me and uh I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll have a great time. <laughs> it's gross. Yeah. Yes, it does look gross. It, it's very body horror. And um, it, it definitely has... Um, uh, Skill Up did a good video on it about kind of... Uh, the, like, it's very much unique. Um, it, it stands on its own aesthetically, um, without a doubt. Uh, as a video game, that is. Um, but I'm not sure how this game is going to perform critically. Um, I reckon this is a low 70s game. Uh, um, yeah, I think we predicted 70s, yeah. It's just going to be polarizing because of the... It's very slow. It's not a shooter. It's a puzzle survivor mm -hmm. sort of game, survival game sort of. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how it does. I'm excited to, to see it because that's obviously an at least a timed exclusive, I think, uh, which has been in development for like a decade it's been going on for ages like it had uh an early access like i think patreon while like ages back uh, and it's just kept going on life support until finally it got funding um through through microsoft and probably some other parties along the way as well but mm. yeah yeah no yeah it definitely, okay uh, definitely looks interesting okay um, so the major bit of news, really, uh, it's on the tin of the episode today. It's, it's the title, um, or one of them anyway, is that Xbox um, allegedly has been speaking to some Japanese publishers. Um, and this is coming from Imran Khan, who's a, who's a fairly reliable uh, insider. You know, he, he's a, I guess he's a journalist, but he used to be on Kind of Funny. Uh, he's now on Giant, a giant Bomb. Uh, but he said, quote, Microsoft have been... Uh, I've been in talks with major Japanese publishers about acquisitions. I can't speak on how far those talks got, but they have talked and they are very interested in Japanese publishers and smaller development studios. 
Now, tying this back um, a couple of weeks, we spoke about Platinum um, as a as a studio that we think they'd be interested in, um, even after the faux pas with Scalebound um, and and you know conversations possibly going on there. But you know, stepping this up to publishers, what mm. makes sense for Microsoft? Uh, just to lift off list off a few names for you, I've got it on the thumbnail. Bandai Namco, Capcom, Koei Tecmo, Konami, Sega, Atlas, Square Enix. Those are just, you know, a handful of some of the big Japanese publishing names. Yeah. What do you think think makes sense if they are looking to get involved with one? I think the two I'd pick that make sense uh, would be either Capcom or Bandai. I think. Why? Uh, I just think Capcom, like, have quite a lot of uh, nice IPs, I guess, that just Xbox, I think, are kind of missing in regards where, like, I I feel like we could bolster out, like, a few more single-player IPs that I think Capcom can kind of, um, that can kind of uh, help with that. Um, And I, I also think just Monsanto. Getting Monsanto, it would be ridiculously <laughs> big, um, to especially to sort of help um, your growth in the Japanese market as well, because Monsanto is just so big over there. Um, so yeah, and then Bandai Namco, I think mainly for like the fighting genre and just stuff like that. Like they do, uh, Bandai do quite a lot of fighting games, don't they? Bandai Namco. Uh, I don't know to be honest. No, I can't remember. Uh, what what fighting games did you, did you they, have in mind? I feel like they published quite a lot. Well, I know for us, I know they published um, Dragon Ball Fighters because obviously they have the Dragon Ball Z. Oh, I know they did that, but oh, I yeah. swear they did a lot. Yeah, they do Tekken. Who did Virtual well. Fighter? They do Tekken. Oh, they do Tekken. So, do they? Yeah, yeah. I knew there was another big one that I was missing. Um, so yeah, I think that could help with with the sort of fighting game gap um securing tekken or something like that and dragon ball fighters both very prosperous fighters i think with many sequels to come um dragon ball fighters was a huge yeah, success yeah. so um yeah man you know they i mean just bad Namco just publish all sorts like it's kind of ridiculous like from single player to fighters to like some like horror games to <clears throat> I mean, I mean, for a start, they published from what I can see here the the, the Soul games. Souls, dude. I oh, do they? They usually yeah. from soft, not usually self. Dark Souls two, oh, right, okay. Dark Souls yeah. three. It says here, um, Elden Ring. Oh yeah, I guess so. Um, you know, so oh, I guess so. Yeah. Hello. But those devs aren't part of that team, so I don't really think. Yeah, that they're would... independent. Yeah, they just publish. Yeah, yeah. I just find another publisher, so to speak. Um... Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. But yeah, yeah, I'd say those two. Yeah. But what about what about you? Do you agree? Yeah, you I think that's actually. Yeah, no, I think it's actually a really interesting angle um, for Bandai Namco because I think a lot of people are thinking about this from like the JRPG front because that's the kind of the lingo that gets thrown around all the time when we talk about Xboxes missing Japanese games. But Bandai Namco kind of has this, uh, yeah, it has this kind of advantage of having a lot of fighters on board. Mm-hmm. and that's that's something we've also been speaking about you know maybe this is a two for one um yeah, this could be a two for one with bandai namco right yeah because mm. yeah, they published fight- big, fighting devs some big jrpgs in the last uh year as well they did um scarlet nexus and uh tales of rise as well um so mm. yeah you do get your foot in the door we're kind of both there so yeah agreed so interesting interesting kind of um things in the chat as well um joaquin says bandai is worth about 16 billion uh, and they also make medical equipment and sell life insurance um well, and therefore doesn't think that it, it could be it could be them well yeah well maybe you know get some life insurance with every subscription of game pass you know maybe that's um yeah. part of the offer family pass um, family that's interesting family i didn't insurance. i didn't know that and tim has said the same thing about konami um I guess this is a good point um, about these publishers being involved with more than just gaming. But, you know, if we look at some other publishers have had, have done similar things, right? Um, like, I don't think it's impossible for these publishers to, f- like, fragment off their gaming division. Uh, I'm trying to think who Square Enix did something similar in terms of their Western and Eastern divisions. But uh, I felt like there was a publisher recently who fragmented off their gaming division um but it's a good point it would definitely add more complication to these um and the the thing that i think the chat is really pointing to is uh sega um which i think is interesting um because this this whole rumor of like xbox and sega has been going on for a while and it's i'm fairly sure it's been grounded in in absolutely nothing um uh I know there's a lot of IP there. I know very, I know very little about Sega. I have very little history with Sega, so um, I wouldn't know how well this fits into. Oh, I said Virtual Fire, and that's Virtual Fire, and that's that's Sega. <laughs> nice, dude. Well, the IP is, but that, that, yeah, the IP's been long gone for a while. But, yeah, um, mate. If it's Square Enix, yeah, shit my pants. Nah, it won't be. Sony's got. 
too many fingers and too many pies over there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you say that, but then you could also argue that Nintendo have fingers in Sega. <laughs> so <laughs> it sounds weird. I mean, do the. I mean, I guess. I mean, they do um, in terms I'm t- of like, like I'm Sonic to... and stuff like that, but I don't know. I'm I'm not big on Sega's history. In, in, in all honesty, I'm I'm not. I'm not really too. I love uh, Tua's comment, the Pokemon company. <laughs> Imagine the internet meltdown. Yeah. yeah that'd be absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> just buy Pokemon. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, this is ours now. It, it would just be like the Minecraft purchase, wouldn't it? But uh, even worse. Oh, this is ours now. Exclusive to Xbox. Pokemon is the most profitable like franchise on the planet, isn't it? Or one of them. I, I don't think so. It's got to Tim, be. Uh, Tim is going to let you know. Yeah, of course Tim is going to let you know. He's got the wiki. It's, it's got to be. He is there. the wiki. Pokemon, dude. It's it's ingrained in our DNA at this point. <laughs> I have a Squirtle like, in my. It's part in my DNA. of our evolution. <laughs> I'm. I'm sure. Yeah, I see what you did there. I'm sure. Yeah. Thank All you. right. Glass I'm sure Pokemon is one of the most profitable. Um. At least, me- I, I don't know at if least Minecraft media is based franchise. It's, sure, it's not going to be like fucking Amazon or McDonald's or anything like that. Sure, but like a media franchise, it's got to be. Dude. I think Minecraft is bigger, you know. I think you're an idiot. You think I'm an idiot? I think, no, I don't think you're an idiot. I take that back. I think Pokemon <laughs> is more <laughs> profitable than Biggest Minecraft. Biggest media. IPs, fuck in, this man. In the chat, let's get before you figure it out. In the chat, vote Pokemon or Minecraft. Oh, the profitable. Oh no, no, just like and just like bigger. We're just talking. Just what? What, what were you talking? Some like niche ass fucking. I, well, like Pokemon's been around for so much longer, so I guess. No, but you if you measure it like per capita, you know. <laughs> well, course I'm back it's <laughs> But if you measure it from the same amount of time, I know I don't know. I don't it, it, like Pokemon has obviously been around for like fifteen more years. So like, of course, overall, it's going to have made more money. But like, per well, Tim you know, just in the same amount of time, I don't know if he just spawns these from his brain or if these are legit. But he says Pokemon is a hundred billion and Minecraft is seven. <laughs> no. But in the same time, where's my lid gone? In the same time frame, in the same time frame, um, I kind of feel like Minecraft. I don't know, man. <laughs> I think even by those stats, if you don't even do time frame, I still think Pokemon's. Even if you do it by time frame, I still think Pokemon's bigger. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna anyway, tie the L on this one. <laughs> we've, we've I'm gonna gone, tie the L on this one. <laughs> we've, we've, we've gone off here. Um, yeah. <laughs> But would you know what the second biggest IP is? It's Hello Kitty. So how about that? Do you think yeah. Minecraft's bigger than Hello Kitty? No. You just said it was the second biggest. But no, but it's the same thing. Hello Kitty's been around from, since 1974. And I don't know. Minecraft started in what? Started in like what? Early 2000s? Yeah. Like in the same time period, I don't know what is bigger in terms of perception. And I guess, yeah, like money, but... Just take the L, dude. Just take the L. Okay. Okay, so I think I'm still going to stick with Bandai. I know they're big or whatever, but I'm still going to stick with that. Um, Yeah. 
although Square would be shit hot, but I just I can't see it happening. But then Sony are, have always just done timed exclusivity with them. I'm sure they're cozy and they're in bed with them right now, but I'm sure Square do have one for out of the bed because it's not they don't own them, right? It's just the the deal is just you know, the deal's as good as it remains sweet, you know. If someone offers a sweeter deal, they'll probably yeah. just go somewhere else. So you know. Mm. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I do think um the more I'm thinking about it, the more I, I'm seeing the angle for Sega here. Um, I think what the chat said about some of these companies being involved in more than gaming um, is a really good point, but I also feel like it's a good, it would be an easy sell for those companies because that way they could liquidate, you know, essentially the gaming division for a lot of money, but still be in business, mm. right? If yeah. they're thinking now's a good time to sell, like they could do that and then grow in other areas if, they, if that's what they wanted to do. Um, okay. Fat L, bro. Uh, that's the first three years. Don't give me that. Don't give me that the first three years. What about the last five years, you know? Oh, for fuck's sake. What about the last this, five this years? This podcast is not just getting Timber to pull up stats on everything we want to argue <laughs> about. <laughs> Poor guy. All right. Well, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Timmer, he, he directly edits the Wikipedia page uh, list of highest grossing gaming franchises. But that's what he does. That's his thing. Oh, okay. Wow. He he's as good as a dictionary on this point. Um, it, it doesn't matter. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I think. I, I think maybe I overshot the popularity of Minecraft here, and that's fine. But I would be interested to see the numbers in the last five years between Pokemon and Minecraft. Does not include anime. <laughs> Do you find the anime? Jesus Christ. All right, we're moving on. It's the fattest L I think I've ever seen anyone take. Let's just... It's not! I haven't even had an answer! I did. All right, what's our next one? Razor? We're moving on to Razor. Yeah, Razor. Yeah. Razor are making a cloud handheld. They announced it this week. Um, There's no explicit mention of Xbox from what I could see on the article, but there's an Xbox logo splashed at the end. There is um, an expectation that Game Pass will be involved. Um uh that will be on it um maybe i missed it so let's just pretend that there there is kind of um confirmation of xbox game pass being available on it in an an official capacity like i said at the end of the trailer an xbox logo flashed up so that that kind of seals the deal for me Mm -hmm. um they're having a proper reveal in two weeks time on the 15th of october um we all know who razor is they make a lot of computer products in particular um, they've do, they're moving into accessories as well, like with the Kishi for for cloud gaming. This is uh, just like what we spoke about with the Logitech uh, device last week, the Logitech Cloud G. There's going to be a focus on 5G capabilities, um, and it's going to be streaming only, so no native games. Um, cool. Big concern here is uh, it's price again. Yeah. There, there isn't a price announced yet. But Razer products are pricey. pricey. I was literally, mate, that's literally just said what I was going to say. I was just going to say, like, <laughs> it's great, but it's going to have the same issue as the one we talked about last week, where I just think it's going to be too expensive for for what it does. Um, yeah, no, yeah, I, I think exactly the same thing. Like, as cool as these things are, and I think there is definitely space for them, 
And I think Razor could do a really good one based on the fact that they've already kind of dipped their toes in this market anyway and kind of catered for 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 Xboxes um for sort of you know making a device that help with the Xbox cloud gaming and stuff like that. Um I think maybe they have more experience than the Logitech one, but like yeah, price just immediately comes as an issue to me. Um because yeah, Razer stuff just doesn't tend to be cheap. Yeah, and it kind of brings us back to this. Like, I'm glad this is an emerging like market. I think this is good. I think the more competition that appears yeah. in this, the more Someone prices will, will do be a cheap to be drive down. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, you have to. You'll all have to learn off each other's mistakes at one point when these products fucking flop. Um, but you know, maybe this is you know when people talk about cloud gaming, people keep saying, "Oh, we're not there yet." Like, we need you know another like maybe in 50 years' time, it'll be like really really popular. And I don't think that's necessarily true. I think even now, cloud has the capability to be a nice complement. Like as a, like the business model is that it's a complementary device, um, and that appeals to your hardcore gamer. Really, um, you know, in the same way that kind of an elite controller does, it, it appeals to that market of people who know this is a uh, a second best uh, performing device. Uh, you know, it, it's not the same as. Um, native but it, it does give you access to games it does perform well on a particular type of game you know there are some games which suit playing by cloud that maybe don't um aren't detracted from by having a little bit of input lag so maybe this is part of it though you know with the popularity of it maybe it does just need a bit of time for 5g technology to drop in price for competition to really get swirling and for prices to come down um because right now, even with the Logitech, they, I think as part of the announcements, the, uh, you know, the other week, they said that they're not making any profit. They're selling it uh, at no profit. I don't think I don't know if they're selling it at a loss, but so it just tells me that the device is expensive to make, and that's not uncommon. Like with consoles, they do the same. They sell them at a loss, and they make it back on subscriptions and services and game sales. Mm. Um, so maybe you know, maybe it will take a bit longer for. This, these components to just drop in price and get yeah, competition to kick in. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, 5G and all that sort of technology is still relatively new, um, as well as just, you know, cloud native streaming tech. You know, it's it, it's been, it's pretty big in like the business world and stuff like that with like AWS, but like in terms of like the gaming market and stuff, um, it's still relatively new. Um, so yeah, I completely agree. I just think stuff's just kind of expensive right now, and with time, it will become cheaper for the for the, both the businesses and and the users. Um, I think, but um, I also think they'll just streamline the products as well. I think buying the first iterations of these things you should only do if you're kind of like a an influencer or like a hardcore gamer or something like that. Um, I feel like you're always better jumping on on board with the second and third iterations of this sort of stuff. Um, I said the same thing with like the the smartwatches, like Apple watches and stuff. You know, they've done nothing yeah. but absolutely skyrocket and become so much better than like the Series One first apple watch came out um you know it's always better just jumping on board later i think i've still got my series one apple watch yeah it's very slow <laughs> it's very slow and it also has like no battery <laughs> yeah i mean uh, yeah it's it's not that big but i mean it like, usually lasts like two days like if i wanted to wear it two days without charging it usually work 
without going into low power mode. But okay, that's interesting. It's it's fine. Um, I, I think more than anything, I like I really like the idea of a, a smartwatch, but I don't feel like any of them have really tapped into any good utility. I don't know why. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's such a good idea, but it's like there's loads of weird, like it doesn't have the power to run things smoothly. It has to constantly tether to your phone. I think yeah. you can get data models nowadays that maybe offsets that. Um, and and the app support is generally kind of weak, I find. Like, yeah. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Do I you- kind of know what you mean. I've never really been a big smartwatch guy. I've never really owned a top-of-the-line smartwatch, so I wouldn't really know. Um, but they definitely are getting far better, but they, they genuinely cater more towards the fitness world, um, rather than your just tech convenience world. I mean, they do a little bit of that, but it's kind of hybrid. I feel like they definitely are there to be more of a fitness pal, um, these days. Yeah. But but that's the thing though, that, that technology has been around for ages and you can get them on cheap devices that you don't need to splash out 200 quid on a smartwatch to get fitness trackers. You know, um, I guess that's kind of my confusion. Um, cause it was like before contactless became a big thing, uh, on phones anyway, uh, you could do it with your watch. They had the, the technology built in and I could double tap the side button and pay with my watch. And that was really awkward sometimes because I had to like bend my wrist in all sorts of like, yeah. I had to make my wrist like a pretzel to pay it at the machine sometimes. Mm. And that was fine. Like it, it, it was cool that I could do it without getting my wallet out. Um, and I did it quite often. But now the phones have that feature. It's like, well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was like a major part of the watch that just, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'd like to see what else comes next for that. Because I remember when the Pokemon Go they made a, an Apple Watch version of Pokemon Go, and that was pretty cool. But it was it was never that great. Like it, it was fine, I guess. But I, I, ultimately, I just want to be able to flashbang someone with my watch. Is that so much to ask? Yeah, I think that's yeah, I think that's quite a lot to ask, dude. I don't think that's ever going to happen. I hate to break it to you. <laughs> Why not? Because why would they... Why not? Why would they build that into a watch? Like, come on. Self-defense, man. Yeah, but you wouldn't use I'm it walking down the street. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> I just, like, rob a bank no with it. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> like, you can't just claim it's for self-defense. Yeah, my Apple Watch has a gun that comes out of it, but, you know, <laughs> I use it for self-defense. The cyberpunk. You know? No, people won't. Flashbang. <sighs> okay, well, whatever. So, yeah, um, another thing that I'll be keeping my eye on uh, with these cloud devices. Um, obviously, the, the big selling point here is that it's 5G, whereas the Logitech uh, Cloud G um, device was, was Wi-Fi only, I think. Um, but uh, the flip side of that is that, you know, it would, would require a continued cost or subscription to a uh, network provider. Mm-hmm. So making it even more expensive. So True. they better be swallowing a big loss on this or this product's going to die. It's going to be dead out the gate. Um, so we'll see. Yes. Tim, speaking of dead st- uh, streaming uh, dead out the gate, uh, really. software. Like, you couldn't stay dead out of the gate. So yeah, speaking of dead out of the gate, Stadia's dead. 
Yeah. <laughs> it was basically dead Stadia out Cloud streaming. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's going to remain live until January 18th in 2023, and Google is refunding all Stadia purchases. Whoa. Ooh. To be fair. It's like that GIF. Ooh. To be fair, the Stadia Ooh. itself was actually really cheap. Um, I, I assume they're refunding all software purchased on Stadia as well. Yeah. Okay. That's, yes. Yeah, yes. So, yes. Yeah. That's a big L. Yeah. Um, that is um that is frightening it's very frightening i think in my lifetime i mean and and hopefully i'm not just being ignorant here but uh, at least at least highest profile in my lifetime this is the first time i've ever seen people actually lose ownership of of their of their games um i know some developers and publishers are making an effort to try and give people the ownership of those games back on another platform uh but that's going to be a case-by-case thing across the board people have just lost all their games and maybe their progress as well. Um, and that is quite frightening. This is one of the few times where I can sympathize with physical uh, physical uh, media fanatics because they, they are constantly living under the, the conspiracy of like something like everything shutting down. Uh, there's a giant solar flare and we go into a dystopian world and I can't play Call of Duty anymore, you know? Oh, God. I don't want to what live in that world. Um... Yeah, no, I think um, I think I'm in agreement. Where I don't think I can think of anything that's just yeah, just being completely taken offline. As far as like a product, like I've seen like games come out and then just die out of the gates, and they're like we're shutting down servers, you know, stuff like that. But I've never seen like an actual product, actual software, and all that just be, just die and then just get refunded to their um to their entire uh user base yeah that's kind of kind of nuts um but man i i tell you what back when stadia first came out i was extremely close to buying one like it looked like a pretty cool piece of kit i'm not gonna lie um for for kind of what they were promising um but maybe it was another they were just a little bit too ahead of the times a little bit i think there's definitely something to be said about that um, I, I think, yeah, like, cause I'm, I'm with you. I think a lot of people are maybe jumping a bit too quickly to like point and laugh, but I thought it was quite nice having another major competitor in the area. You know, it's like, it's like Amazon trying to get involved and they're kind of really struggling, you know, to the point of like, you know, that they're selling off their studios as well. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it would be nice to have more competitors in this arena to some degree. I wouldn't, I don't like the idea of all my favorite IPs getting sold off as exclusive to different publishers. But I do like the idea of there being other players coming in and really trying to push things forward. Um, Because I want to be real with you. I think Xbox is the only one who does that. (laughs) This is the first time we've mentioned it. You know, like I, I think Xbox is really in the, at least in the last 10 years is the only company really that's, innovative yeah they i'm are not gonna say switch um, has any sort of innovation innovative. yeah the switch is kind of just a natural evolution of the wii u and really the wii uh that's not to say it's not a good product but i'm not sure how i would consider it innovation at this point it's just portable with separate controllers that's not new for for nintendo mm-hmm. playstation they make great games but they haven't really innovated i guess maybe the controller dual sense controller that's VR. pretty cool they're kind of starting to innovate. Maybe VR, VR, but I guess, but 
you know, there are other VR headsets out there, like the Quest, which are doing like doing that already. I mean, I guess maybe they've added a few more bells and whistles to their, I don't know. Like, you know, you can, by the way that Nintendo and PlayStation now have a subscription service, you can tell how much Game Pass has, has shaken things up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, so... So yeah, I, I was I was initially excited about uh, big players getting involved here. So it's so it is a bit of a shame to see them to see them go. Um, cloud does have a place, I think, in gaming. It, it really truly does. But they just didn't have the games either, man. Like yeah, they didn't have multi-plat games that really needed to be there. I think like Red Dead Two was like Red Dead Redemption Two was one of them that came so much later. And yeah. it's like if people wanted to play that, they didn't have a choice other than to go to another platform. It's like, you know, they didn't. Did they have any exclusive Stadia games? Uh, I think I don't think so. No, no. I think no. I think everyone would just kind of jumped on on board with them if if they kind of offered them a sweet enough deal. But yeah, I agree. They just didn't really get much much on their platform to 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 make it viable. Yeah, and. Tim has said here that Stadia lasted longer than Ouya. Um, and yeah. wow, Ouya. That's a name I haven't heard in a long, long time. <laughs> yeah, fucking Ouya, dude. Uh, yeah, that, that, was, that was pretty rough, the Ouya, I think. I remember hearing about that a lot. Um, I'm going to be real. Like To this day, I'm still confused about what the Ouya actually did. It was just a cheap little console. Yeah, it seemed quite retro. Essentially, played a lot of in the sense. Yeah, that's right. Games. Yeah, yeah. And Android-based micro console, micro console. That's cute. <laughs> hmm. That's a shame. Yeah. So you know, uh, it's not it's not the end of the world. Uh, it's just it would have been nice to see them keep going. Really. Um. And this this there is a talking point here for how it kind of goes into the abk the, the, the activision blizzard deal with xbox um, there's a lot to be said about that but before we do go into that um i wanted to just touch on what wakina said here cdpr cd project red has a market cap of two billion would you guys buy them even though they didn't own fu- uh, fully own any of their ip i think this is interesting mm. i think so Because I guess like if 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 a if a if someone like Mike if a platform holder is buying a publisher like a good team with a good track record, but they don't own any of the IP, I really the burden falls on Microsoft, if I'm understanding this right. So it's quite hard, I think, for us as consumers to take that to understand the mechanics of that because what that would essentially mean is if they make Witcher 4. Or you know whatever a spin-off Witcher game where you mm. play as a dreg. <laughs> nice. Not a dreg. What are they called? What are the little water things called? Drowners. Drowners. Where you play as a drowner, um, they would have to come to an agreed percentage that goes to the owner. So it'd be like you know the the, the book writer or whatever is who's owning the witcher ip same with cyberpunk yeah. so i guess that's the difficulty so we don't really know how much of that profit would would have to be uh would have to be negotiated um yeah but of course it would be a big benefit to have 
you know, something like The Witcher on Game Pass Day One, or you know, do something unique or an exclusive with any of those IPs. Yeah, yeah it's tricky. Uh, to be honest, to be honest, I like I don't know. I, I'd say probably not. I just rather the money went into something that they could really brand as new and as their own. You know, like Avowed strikes me as something like that. Even though Obsidian owned all their IP, Avowed strikes me as something which is new and will stand on its own two legs and can become like this. Because we were always in the Pillars of Eternity universe just to become this Xbox-associated IP and franchise. Um, So, yeah, I I think I ultimately would say no, but Mm. it's an interesting uh, little thing. Yeah. Uh, How are we doing for time, Tim? How much? Did you have the easy access to that number anywhere? We'll be going for almost an hour and a half. Oh, lovely. Wasn't that great? All right, we've got a couple more things to go through. Um, so piggybacking off this, um, off Stadia dying, this was a really good point raised by uh, Acer, Acer at Game On Daily, a Twitter user um, who's at, at Game On Daily, um, who essentially said that this is concerning for the Activision Blizzard King deal because... Google could now go to regulatory boards and say that they chose not to compete because of Microsoft's current ability to essentially hoover up publishers. Mm. Um, I think the Google, I think Google has, I can't remember exactly, but I'm pretty sure they have mentioned before that they didn't like the Bethesda acquisition. Like publicly, that's what they've said. Yeah. Um, I think. Someone will have to correct me if I'm wrong. I'm fairly sure that was mentioned in a kind of negative way. Um, and even more concerning, Microsoft and Google are openly hostile to each other. Microsoft sided with Epic against the Go- against Google and Apple, against the Google, against Google and Apple by saying that they think that the app, app store and the Play Store policies are unfair. Um, and they didn't need to get involved with this. They, they chose to get involved. Um, yeah, and then they lost ultimately. Mm-hmm. So it Bad wouldn't man. surprise me if Google take any opportunity they can to minimize profits for for Xbox and largely, you know, on the wider scale, Microsoft. I mean, what what are your what are your thoughts on this kind of uh, situation? I mean, I say potentially, but then I also think that when did Stadia launch? Like, I don't think Microsoft were really on the aggressive publisher hunt back when Stadia launched, and it didn't launch successfully. Like, right out the gates, this thing was never that fantastic, so I, I don't know if they could argue that, maybe from a time frame perspective. I'm, I'm not sure. 2019 was the launch date, November 19th. When did we so buy Bethesda? Bethesda? Was 2020. 2020. So, like, I mean, unless they ha- they had like inner workings of all this going on, and like when they contacted Bethesda and stuff like that, Bethesda were like, "Oh, sorry, we're in the midst of like a an acquisition with Microsoft. We're not putting any stuff on Stadia." Um, I don't know if they can argue that that this was happening because yeah, they have Microsoft weren't really doing anything that aggressive um, on the publisher front, so. I don't know. Stadia kind of just launched pretty poopy right out of the gates. So. It, it, it would be a hole in their argument, but I guess, like, I think what Google would try to say as a counter, you know, they would say, after having released, Xbox hoovered up Bethesda and then the APK deal went through and ultimately we we figured we can't compete in this anymore. 
Um, yeah, true. You know, and I think, you know, I don't know how many regulatory boards would buy that considering they could have. Like, they could have. Google are big. They could have afforded to buy a publisher if they really wanted to. They could have bidded against Xbox for Bethesda, but didn't. Um, uh, and also, the other side of this is that when you know we went through this like a couple months ago about the, the the official statements from a lot of different publishers and big tech companies um, to to Brazil, the the comments that they made on uh, the Brazilian government. Um, Google was fine. Like they were like, uh, yeah, it'll probably be fine. God's COD is big, but uh, it'll probably be fine. And now it just seems a bit backtracking. Well, obviously nothing, nothing has happened, but it's just like, could they, or couldn't they? And I think again, regulatory boards, I think would notice that if they were like, Oh, you're closed. And now you're trying to, uh, get a couple of jabs in on your, on your, on your mortal enemy. You know, it's like very convenient. Yeah. Mr. Google. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, if they've openly uh, and publicly spoke about it in the past and then just backtrack uh, after <laughs> after they, they go under um, in this area, yeah, you could definitely argue that it's just, uh, they're just doing it maliciously rather than uh, like genuinely, yeah. And I, I think this is a, a good point to maybe just take a breather and just have a think about the ABK deal in general, because as much as it comes up every week and there's always something to say about it, I like, I kind of just wanted to ask you like, how are you feeling about the deal in general now? Like, are you still wanting this to go through? Do you care, not care? Like, do you think this is a good get, bad get now that, you know, we're like six months into since it's been announced or something like that? I mean, with the, how long it's taking, I'm very much getting in the, um, I don't really follow it that much anymore because it's exhausting to keep up with it. Um, but I, I definitely still want it to happen. <laughs> it's I, boring. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I definitely still want it to happen and I definitely still think it's a good get. And I don't think it's the be all end all um, in terms of competition either. So yeah, I'm still in- completely in favor of it. I'm just kind of exhausted of it. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be honest. Uh, that's how I know uh, everybody is dude like every everybody is um and i think yeah like because let's face it all of these conversations that are con- going to continue to go on is because of call of duty and that's it and i i frankly don't care that much about activision i know a lot of people how like quite like a lot of those ips um i know there's there's a tangible benefit there to cleaning up shop getting bobby kotick out um and slowing down the cod machine like microsoft can do that because they can subsidize those teams a bit more and get them on something more creative like i understand that but that's all unproven to me the only thing i really want from this deal is blizzard and personally i want that personally because i like a lot of blizzard games i'm not a mega fan but i like a lot of blizzard games for sure Mm -hmm. um and also strategically i think it just it continues to fit what xbox has been saying about having more e-games e for everyone um i don't know if overwatch is e but it's like 12 maybe it's it's it definitely yeah. goes to the younger audience or, or has has the scope for a younger audience. Um, so, like, to me, it's kind of like, I'm kind of done with you guys trying to fight over card. Like, just, just let them have it. You know, do what you need to do. Like, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so tired of talking about card. Um, yeah. You know, and we continue to say this because Xbox, you know, Phil and Xbox, they continue to say... COD's going to be multi-plat for like a long time, at least. Um, so maybe with how this is all shaping up, like maybe this is just going to result in a fairly big, 
big concession that Xbox didn't want to make for COD, knowing that that this is a big purchase and COD was a central part of getting that revenue back. Uh, mm. But for us, the consumer, I don't really think it's going to change for COD. You know, the rest of it obviously will, but COD, I, and right. maybe that's the entire point of all of this mm. with with Google and Sony, because because the, the next story is that essentially uh, Xbox has filed for the acquisition with the EU now, the EU Commission and the rest of Europe. And Jim Ryan has had secret meetings with the EU Commission over the last few weeks. Literally oh. gone to them and had some words behind doors about the whole acquisition. So, again, to my previous point, maybe this this is just all shaping up into a a major concession that Xbox didn't want to give, but ultimately consumers shouldn't really give too much of a shit about yeah thoughts uh yeah yeah i kind of agree with that um and i yeah i agree with kind of everything that you said with uh in regards to like call of duty and stuff like that um if i could i would just cut off the call of duty section of this deal and just take everything else yeah. and just be done with it um and just be like, can it go through now, right. Jim the Rim Job Ryan? Um, Jim Rim Job crying, yeah. da- crying, lying, dance moves, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, man. It's just, um, yeah. I don't think there's there's any reason for for users and um, users to get in a massive like panic about this. Um, as far as Call of Duty is concerned and stuff like that, I don't think much is going to change, at least for for a long while. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I just I agree with 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 what you said basically, um, and we we talked about this on previous episodes as well. Um, it's just it's just caught, and I don't know why. Because speaking personally, I think COD is a steaming pile of garbage. But yeah, have you have you seen all the stuff about Modern Warfare Two? Uh, I see that. Like, it's have, you, have you kept up with that? Not not particularly. Would you just mean in just how it's being received? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I know it's being received pretty relatively negative at the moment. Um, it's been fairly mixed from what I've seen. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's mixed, but people, there's always a a bad with a good, with from what I can tell. People are just like, I like this, but I I hate this. I like this, but I hate this. You know, so it's yeah, it, it's very mixed. Um, slash maybe pouring a little bit more negative, but yeah. So just what Call of Duty's been for a very very long time. I'm kind of I'm kind of interested to hear what like because you said that you think you didn't just say you think COD is is not for you. You said that you think it's a steaming pile of garbage. So yeah. like I'm interested like what wh- why? I don't think you could actually. <laughs> I feel like if you offered me money to sit down and play Call of Duty <laughs> in a room for a few hours, I wouldn't take the money. I don't think I would. Really? Hundred pounds. I don't think I would. Jesus. I just think it's just it's just so not fun. It's just it's so everything about it is just so repetitive and so <laughs> shit. I don't know. It's just and and our our friends played the beta and they said the exact same thing. They hopped onto the open beta 
And they just said it was just mind-numbing. It was like smacking your head against a wall. You know, you just run in, you die. You run in, you die. People jump around corners. They kill you a second. You die. You spawn back in, you die. And and one of our friends, Ridge, was literally saying he just... Eventually, he just went into, like, this autopilot mode. And like he didn't even, like, know what he was playing. It just became just this monotonous, just... I don't know. And that's what I think it is. Yeah. And then the campaigns. I mean, the campaigns can be a bit of fun sometimes. Some of them are quite good, but like they're kind of predictable and they're kind of the same thing. Uh, let, let, let's be real. Um, but yeah, that's how I feel about Call of Duty. Just don't like it. Well. <laughs> well. Um, I, I guess. Yeah, it's it is funny because the flow of those games is super different um, to uh, like a lot of other popular shooters on the market right now, which is weird because we had a phase where everything was trying to copy COD and now COD kind of is just COD. And that's fine. Um, obviously, it's still hyper popular because it, it feels good as a shooter. We used to love it. Let's not forget. Yeah. Um, I guess maybe maybe it is like baby's first shooter, baby's first competitive shooter. Maybe that is like the market for it now nowadays. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's low commitment. It's you're gonna get a kill eventually, and that's gonna feel good. Um, but you're gonna die a lot. Yeah. No, I think I think it's I, I just I think it's quite interesting that you like really are quite averse to to COD now. Whereas I, because I'm kind of like, yeah, it's fine. I could probably play it for a few games. It's not my shooter of choice, but you know, <laughs> yeah, still handles well. Oh, I don't know, man. I don't even think I'd want to play it these days. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, it's it's yeah, it's definitely not my flavor either anymore. But we, we'll, I think everybody goes through like a cod rite of passage. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know what they do with their marketing to make that happen. Yeah, I don't but know. yeah. Um, okay, well, uh, everyone who's listening, uh, we're at that part of the show um if you're if you're here with us right now hello if you're here after the fact if you're listening from the future give us a quick like please maybe consider subscribing uh maybe give us a rating on your podcast services if you're listening to us there that would really help us out the podcast market is tough these days it's, it's a tough place it really is. it's a it's a it's a pod world it's I tough without right now it's tough the for fly. the reasons that you say stuff like that and that's why we will never be popular <laughs> you think people just heard that they're like oh fuck this kid yeah, just oh yeah body like, right as they this. were about to hit the like button as well they literally hover yeah <laughs> not <laughs> dislike <laughs> f oh f4 yeah oops my hand slipped uh okay we don't have that much more uh, longer left to go, uh, but one of the one of the bigger things that happened this week um, was that there was a lot of um, there was a lot of rumors swirling around about Halo, about Halo Infinite, um, and this obviously comes following a, a litany of of kind of mixed news: uh, Bonnie Ross leaving, uh, you know, more management being involved, essentially a restructuring of three four three, and this speculation suggested that the halo br to tanker being developed by um 
certain affinity. It's almost oh. escaped me. So caffeine kicked in. Uh, it's going to be on a different engine. It's going to be on Unreal, Unreal Five. Not not only that, Halo: The Endless is also not going to be on Slipspace Engine, which is what Halo Infinite is on, and it's it's not going to be part of Halo Infinite. This is all speculation. Yeah. Um, I think this is utterly insane, and I do not think in any world that this could be true. Um. I mean, they've had a lot it, of trouble. It just makes no sense to Halo me. Infinite Engine, right? They could just make it a separate application or something with just the Halo Infinite name on it. They they could, but I, it just doesn't... Like, the amount of work that they've put into this engine... I mean, it's a, it's a sunk cost to a degree, but the reason Halo, which is, to be honest, still its, it's like, biggest selling point is how it feels and it, it feels so good because of the engine which is like heavily heavily built on blam which is you know what blam engine is what they use for the old halos so to get all the physics right the gun feel the movement etc etc to like try and replicate that in unreal engine 5 i i just don't think they'd be able to do it to be honest it seems I, I don't... like a big job it, it, it seems unnecessary. I do agree. Um, I think you kind of just work with what you've got at this point, uh, even if it is tough, uh, especially when you've laid a foundation. It might not be the most solid foundation, but it's better than going in with no foundation at all. Um, I do agree. It seems a bit outlandish. It seems a bit weird. Um, yeah. But it's also then, how would that work with like... like It just seems like unnecessary work generation when they could just put spe- put that time into like continued work on slip space like if that delays content which i think is what they've been doing like if that delays content for halo and halo infinite then so be it like they need to get the slip space down so mm. they can deliver content quicker and things can continue feeling the way they do because how like if there's a campaign expansion or the br comes out on unreal 5 like how does that work with like uh shared progression you know yeah i don't know like i'm sure they could do it but it just sounds like it would be a big job to then make your Unreal Engine Spartan look like your split slip space Spartan, and then share like cosmetics and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Well, I'm, I'm surprised this game gained any traction because this is utterly insane to me. Um, yeah. It just doesn't make sense. No. Um, it, it seems unlikely, yeah, extremely unlikely. Yeah, and I, I will gobble my fucking words up if any of this is true. Um, because I like you know th- there is also the talk about even like like uh, uh or maybe a less intense um scale like the next like the, the the next campaign which we know xbox trademarked halo the endless uh being a separate application or being as part of infinite and as part of this you know leak speculation mm. thing um the endless would be a separate application which again insane that that yeah. seems utterly insane to me unless it's like an odst style standalone expansion thing um yeah i thought the whole point of infinite was to be a growing platform in the sense that in the same way that mcc is it's yeah. like this is halo infinite forward mm-hmm. i mean yeah I maybe mean, that's what they envision but sometimes these things don't go according to plan like uh sometimes they have to ditch their their plans and their philosophies and what they were going for um if it makes more sense but yeah, I mean, the, the only thing that I could really see, what I could, I, the only reason I could really see this is if, like, now that the 343 shakeup has happened, there's, like, a new 
like direction and vision and that vision is to just essentially scrap everything because if if this is the case if all these things are true like, hypothetically this would mean that halo infinite is already on an encroaching like lifespan that yeah. this to me this would be like halo infinite's gonna get another two three years of support and then we're done mm-hmm. even though we said it was going to be a 10-year plan we're just going to make halo infinite 2 and that's going to be on ube5 it's going to launch you know like with a battle royale it's going to launch with this and that and that and that um which i guess like it, it doesn't sound impossible if they were like really dis if, if xbox were really disappointed with infinite's performance but i don't know to me it's it's still that it remains to be seen you know forge is on the horizon they're gonna have the the 10 week seasonal cadence starting next year you know we've, we've gone through this it's obviously disappointed it's taken this long but i think you know in that launch month infinite performed really really well and i'm sure xbox is looking at that and saying there's clearly capacity for this game to perform really well just, no and just get shit in it yeah yeah just get shit in it um so that's why all of this news bundled together makes me think like I, it just doesn't make sense to me unless the new leadership is really like nope it, we can't do this like slip space is too fucked we can't get a uh with unless we staff up you know times three and completely ruin everything we can't get a consistent uh content cadence down um so we yeah. just need to move on uh which is doesn't yeah. seem doesn't doesn't seem like this way. No, yeah, I'm 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 in agreement with you. I don't think it's going to happen. No. Hmm. Cool. Well, um, yeah. So, uh, I mean, Infinite continues to ramp up towards the end of the year. You know, that roadmap is it's 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 like there are like crumbs of it starting to come together. You know, they're doing their third Forge video um, tomorrow, so that'll be Monday the twenty uh, the third, um, where they're showing off lighting. You know, last. In the last video, we spoke about like scripting and bots. That all sounded very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really think there's going to be a big custom game scene um, when that, you know, finally comes together. Um, so with that, um, our fingers remain crossed, <laughs> ultimately. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Yeah. All right, Tim, we're on our last story for today. All right. Uh, and in this story, Phil wants to cancel the quick resume podcast. He wants to get rid of us. He's seen us and he wants us gone. There's no way. Crazy, right? We're yep. bigger than Phil. Yep. We can take him on. I think we can as well. 1v1 me on Rust, interventions only. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Oh, that's pretty hard. Um, I'd watch that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, really, what happened here is that someone suggested, uh, it was on a Twitter thread about Quick Resume, someone said that we should have the option to toggle off Quick Resume for certain games, mm-hmm. where it fucks with it. And Phil, being Phil, browsing Twitter, listening to the gamers, being being Papa, Papa Xbox, chimed in, he said this was a good feature ask, and it makes sense. We'll put it on the list of things to look at. Um, I agree. Thoughts? Yeah, I agree. We literally had this discussion just the other night for Grandin, didn't we? Um, where it just sometimes it really fucks your game up. Um, quick resume to the point where it's actually faster if you were to just cold boot the app, the application up. Um, you know, some games it's not too bad if you have like a quick um exit to main menu and then log back in, sort of thing like Apex has. Um, so the quick resume works fine on it, but majority of games um 
online games where you need a, a server connection and stuff like that. Um, it's not. It's not. It's not the way. I agree. I would like to have it's a not do it. Yeah, it's 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 a shame because it, it, like it's such a good feature. It really is. Um, I I really miss. It. When I like go on my Switch or I boot on my PlayStation, really anything that plays games, I really miss it when it's not there. Um, mm. Just floating between games is is really nice, but like you say, um, it just for ninety five percent of games with any sort of online connection, it just fucks it. It really does. Um, the only workaround I've been able to come up with it is if you you know most title screens have a change user button and it brings up the dashboard with profiles mm. is to do that and just pick your profile again and it often initiates like the server reconnect yeah. um it's not consistent because it varies from game to game um but i suppose it just like i wish there was a deeper integration here it's like they can't do it with every might play and I, I can't expect the devs to make it work um but I mean, with first party games they're like there should really be a thing like it just pops up with a you know uh, quick resume detected but you're disconnected from press a to reconnect the server to allow quick yeah. resume to, to work yeah boom done get you in you're like because grounded is one of those ones where it's like this should really be supported um yeah yeah i don't know and it does when you're playing single player obviously uh, but it's just if there's any sort of online you know just don't don't make me reboot the game because <laughs> you're actively slowing me down <laughs> yeah so that's the thing yeah no yeah i mean i think for first party games it makes sense to try and force that integration a bit better but i also think it's just like a little plaster for now there's there's no negative to having a toggle on off situation until they integrate this um for their first party games it's just a no-brainer it's it's a win-win there's nothing negative here um so yeah and i think you know well the 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 pundits took an opportunity to uh, take to Twitter and say, oh, well, God, Quick Resume is such a, a gimmick feature. What a waste of time. You know, oh, you have to turn it off. And it, and it's like, well, there's a system level feature um, that, that's brilliant most of the time. Yeah. But there are definitely online games where, and it's not like it doesn't fuck with online games all the time either. Like a lot of games will just boot you back to the, the title screen and then you boot it up and it works fine. But there are, a hand more than I would like a handful of cases where it doesn't put you back to the title screen and it, and it pretends everything's fine and then it just doesn't yeah. work. Um, yeah. So, yeah, having the option to turn it off, I guess, is just to offset the the lack of dev support, really. Which again, you can't expect devs to to, to really customize all their games around this. But yes, um, giving the user more control, I guess, is, is the takeaway there. Definitely. Yeah. Agreed. All right. That does it for the news. That's the episode. We did it. That, 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 that's all, folks. Folks. <laughs> what were we... Um... Oh, it was uh, science, wasn't it? Raw science. I was like, what were we, what were we doing the other day? Raw science. Raw science. Yeah, you wouldn't say it. No. I was like, I don't... I, I, I can't understand. I can't understand you. Mean, you. <laughs> <laughs> I just got some raw science, huh? Yeah, you know, raw science. What was what, what that? Oh, sorry. Raw science. <laughs> ah, there we go. You got some ah, raw yes, science. That's what... science. Uh, nice. Now man. I get it. Um, We did it. That's great. Uh, yeah, it, it was a bit of a lighter 
Newsweek today, and and truly, my Americano carried me through that to really help you know settle the rum in my brain. Really, you're insane. It's a priority for me on podcast days. In me, we're going to go out for a coffee now, but I haven't had a single bit of caffeine in me today. It's an absolute priority for me on on podcast days. I've had a crumpet. Is there caffeine in it? No, it's not. Yeah, I just spread just dunk it in your coffee. Caffeine on it, concentrated <laughs> caffeine. Yeah, <laughs> like instant coffee over the top. Yeah, no, no caffeine. I'll tell you what. While I'm on the subject, it won't last long. I promise. I'll let you go and have your coffee. But I've been um, I've been uh, I've been mastering the art of coffee of of, co- of brewing. I'll tell you. I've been uh, I've been studying the arts. You know, okay. I've gone up to the, the the mountains in a robe. I've become a bit of a Tibetan monk, and I've I've studied right. the way of coffee brewing. And I know I understand now. Like I was making coffee before, because I for those listeners that don't know, I have like a proper coffee machine. You know, like the the proper ones where you go bat bat bat, and it goes. You got beans. You know, it, it has the steamer on it. It's called beans. It's it's a it's a it's a <laughs> it's, it's the barista sage express. <laughs> uh, you know, so I, I can I, I, you know I can change the um the fineness of the the. Uh, the, the bean grinding, the, the water extraction, et cetera, et cetera. And I've been, I've been studying the ways, Tim, and I'm really proud of the results. I've got to be honest with you. I'm looking forward um, to the next coffee you make me then. Yeah, well, I've just been... Like, do you ever get coffee shots? Because that's the best way to obviously experiment and make sure you're getting the shot right. So I've been having a lot of coffee shots, which is why my nervous system is like just oh, okay. a, a series of ants. No, I've never done <laughs> Vibrating no, I, ants. I don't do coffee shots, no. Right, because because now like I've always been a bit of a coffee snob, but now it's even worse. Now I'm like right. getting coffee and I'm counting how many seconds it takes for the coffee to extract into my cup. It's got to be between twenty to thirty seconds. You know what I mean? The, the, no, the I coffee have no to water you mean. ratio has got to be one to one point two. Do you know what I mean? For one good espresso, get, unless I'm going for a ristretto, there's one to one point five. Getting a bit angry. It's, just take it easy. Yeah. You know, so really, if it's coming out less than twenty seconds, the shot's going to be sour, Tim. I don't want a sour shot. And you might be saying, how do I fix that? And I say, I'm not you've got to make that. the bean finer. I'm you've saying, got to make let's the bean end finer. the episode. <laughs> you've got to get more coffee in the porter filter. You've got to pack it harder. Yeah, you and do then pack things it'll... pretty hard, including fudge. <laughs> I do actually have some really nice fudge. Fuck's sake, I've started them up again. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right, fuck it. Hit the jingle. Let's get out of here. Oh god. Oh, we weren't jingling. That would have been a great one to just jingle. Okay. Yeah, we're jingling. That would have been. That would have been a good one. Yeah. Great. Fantastic. Okay, everyone. Thank you for joining us uh, today. Um, this was. This was. It was lovely to see you. Truly. Um, if you liked what you've heard, consider subscribing. Do you know the notification bell thing? I haven't done that for literally anyone. I, I don't see the point. But if you really want to support us, then you should. Um, maybe hit the like button. That little mini game that's just below the, the screen. You know, um, come follow us on Twitter, and just you know, give us a big, a big, um, a big high five. You know, a big uh, fist bump. Yeah, don't actually hit your screen. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't hit your screen. No, no. We won't, we won't be held responsible for any laptops harmed in the making of this podcast. Cool. Bye. See you later. Yeah. See you next Goodbye. Week. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.